0: Hello and welcome to the smallest poker game in town. I'm Ray and I'm joined today by Valerio.
1: Hi everyone. So what's our topic today then? so today you know in our game we know each other and we can learn a little bit more because sometimes we don't pay attention how we play details, everything but i was thinking we go to vegas on may and when i go to sit at the table i don't go to know anyone so how go to deal with this Uh, because when you play online it's different we you play, you don't have tells. You just see the statistics, maybe with pocket tracker, other things, but you don't observe the other players. In our game, we know each other, then we we know what kind of players we are. But when you sit at the table in Vegas, I think it's very important to know a little bit more about those players, but we don't know anything.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think, and it's very easy to sit down and just get pretty overwhelmed by all the new information that's out there. You know, that there's eight other people at the table and a dealer, which we're not used to having a dealer as well, controlling the game. And I think you are got your chips and you're sort of getting yourself settled at the table and you're maybe getting some cards dealt to you. And I think it's very easy just to sort of get wrapped up in yourself and not start looking. And I think that's the first thing that you have to do is you have to look around the table. I think you have to start assessing who else is sitting at the table. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's um, I think you sit at the table and you should first understand who is at the table so forget about body language all the stuff like this you need to know the basic stuff is this guy a neat tight player maniac is very important so the first step is this and the second when you know everyone it's going to take a little bit time to know then who's the fish who is that the second step is to be more specific and understand when this guy is bluffing or not bluffing he, he has got a strong hands or not and this is going to be more with tells and also understand yourself what you're doing at the table that is a very how they see you at the table so i think there are three steps and we are going to have like a three episodes on each step so we start with understanding what kind of players in general are sitting in front of you. And then we explore with more detail in other episodes to get more information about the players. Yeah, I like yeah. this
0: approach. I think we you start by dealing with the obvious characteristics and tangible things that you can find out when you're sitting at the table. Then you go on and looking at maybe the more sort of intangible behavioural things which might come and go or vary at the table. And then I think the third step is, how do you appear to the table? So today, I think we should do the, the, the first step, which is what can you learn for
1: sure by looking around at the table and observing people. And for sure, other people are observing also this level to you, then they are going to, the good player, they are not to know if you're a tight player or loosey-goosey. So a good player is, not, is going to know very quickly about you as well. But I think it's very important to, to understand what's going on at the table. It's the first, you sit, you need to quickly understand if someone is a tight player, is loose, is a neat is a maniac. So how you do this? How you what what is the first thing that you observe, try to observe, to notice when well, you sit I, at the I table? S-
0: I suppose the obvious thing is just to look at what type of people are sitting down at the table. Are they young? are they old? Are they male? Are they female? are they you know are they looking like they've spent their life in a card room? Are they very comfortable at the table or are they very nervous and knocking over their chips all the time and fumbling and and so on? I think you could pick a lot up before people
1: even play a hand just by looking at people. Yeah, you might be wrong. Also how because, they put but, the chips, they're tight with the chips, yeah. so they just don't care. Just, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, the, then obviously the other thing is you'll get to know what sort of game are you in. Is it a game where people are quite passive and limping a lot? Or are there raises and three bets and four bets and people are getting their stacks in? Very quickly, you should be able to get a feel for what sort of game you're you've sat down in and these you know that should probably after an orbit of of hands around the table you should have a pretty reasonable idea you won't know too much about people because obviously somebody could be you might think they haven't played a hand they must be a nit well they might just not be picking up any cards you know so
1: i think you after two rounds you don't know who is the fish. You are the fish. Then you should think to change the table. But yeah. the first thing is to understand who are, who are the weak players, what are, what are the strong players. Yeah. Where the money is coming from, and where you can lose money. So you should be more concerned and play more carefully.
0: And of course, the the the, the big piece of information you get at, is at the end of a hand, which goes to showdown, where people have to turn their cards over. And you'll, you'll, you'll see this happen very quickly. And you have to be quick and observant to see what people have shown. Because some people turn their cards over and then just muck them and they've lost. And you might only see them flash for a brief moment. But that's your key piece of information and then you have to
1: think back well what did mm-hmm. that person do with that hand? I, d- I didn't think about this that was like flash, because in our game i can't really see the hands you can uh, so mm. I, I didn't see very well but there is a deal they won't to go to the second hand around then oh well, but it's not going to happen someone is going to show very quickly in the market and then you don't know then you have to be really more focused i think in a game like that but the other thing is a big table and if you're at one yeah. end of the
0: table and then the guy shows down at the other end and he shows down you you, you might not even see his cards terribly well mm-hmm. and, I mean you obviously ask the dealer what 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 is his hand but I think very quickly the dealer is um, there to deal as many hands as possible to mm-hmm. maximize his tips and the rake for the casino so he isn't going to like there's not going to be a big post-mortem at the end where people say oh so you had that
1: and I had this and no it's it's Mucked and, and yeah, is what the casino want to see, an efficient uh, uh, dealer, fast, dealing as many hands as he can. I think that's right. So you have to be really on the ball
0: to spot what people turn over. And then you have to start thinking back to what did they do with that hand pre-flop. And then you, you know if they raise with ace-queen, for example, and they showed down ace-queen at the end. Well, they're probably raising with ace-king as well. So Mm -hmm. you can start to build up their raising range. If they limp with a small pocket pair like threes, they're probably limping with fours and fives as well. Mm -hmm. So you can start to build up the picture of their range. And I think probably you'll find in a table of nine... There's probably going to be three or four people who are playing most of the hands. I might be wrong. It could it, You could be in a very active table. But I think a lot of the time there'll be people just folding and you won't pick up anything from them other than the fact that they don't seem to open much and they, they haven't played any hands. But I think finding out what people are showing down and relating it back to their pre-flop activity. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody is only ever limping, only ever limping, and then suddenly they raise well what does that mean you know you know they, they have something they they you know you and they show down aces well you know okay hmm. um it's a very good they, they wait for good hands to before they they, they raise yep. uh, th- same goes for particularly things like three betting are there people there three betting only with premium hands or are they doing it with some bluffs so i think these aren't in any way related to body language although we can relate them to body language but they're actual tangible things that people are doing things that you would see online as well you know if you would uh, it's easier online because you have a, a poker tracker or something like that and you can see what people are doing you know what percentages they're doing but I think the the first thing probably is to is to tr- make sure you see what people are showing down so coupled with seeing what people show down it's how much they're actually betting how much they're raising pre-flop so there's a lot of information you can get from pre-flop are people just limping are people making it three times so the big i blind? think this is
1: a good point the first thing easy to see how how much they bet yeah are they limping or not and if they are racing how much they are racing because some, some, sometimes you see people racing very small it looks like a, two times the big blind, that or they are t- three times or even more four five times you, so you notice this kind of things how much are betting usually if someone limp probably is involved in more hands, then uh, uh, you got to notice also this very quickly. Okay, then if someone's limping, you know, okay, maybe this is a guy that plays a lot of hands then, but you have to be quick to understand what's going on. That's, but also I think because we play online, we is not something that is different from online. this. someone play online? Someone uses every. Someone always limping. Someone always uh, racing and sometimes limping and is doing always over over again. Then it's something that we are used. I think that's right. I, but I think online also
0: you can you you tend to be more. I think you can be more focused. There's a lot of distractions in the poker room. There's people coming and going. there's cocktail waitresses there's there's noise. There's somebody winning a jackpot on the slot machines going off and, and and it's easy to get distracted, but if you're sort of sitting there you you have to feel like you're going to work, if you like and The other thing is, I think the game is slower if you can imagine dealing out nine nine hands on a on a typical table and by the time everybody's worked their way round you've got a bit of time to see what's going on it's not like in in online poker when you play also six our match.
1: game is uh, very slow very fast compared
0: uh, to. yeah i think you'll find that will be a big adjustment for the players yeah. who are used to our game sitting down in a nine-handed game where and you know the dealer will have to prompt people they're not paying attention they're ordering a drink or, or they're talking to their friend
1: or something and say would be boring. You have to do something. I think the best way to invest your time is observing the other players. Maybe pretending not to be observing because you don't want to look like a, a good player. You know, it's just but yeah. Most of the time, you got plenty of time to observe and uh, think about how yeah. the other players are playing. I think playing. you can play games with yourself, like saying, I, "I'm going to
0: resolve that on every hand that I you know takes place." I'm gonna make some kind of point to myself about it, whether it's be what happened or what somebody showed down or anything that someone did, maybe out of the out of the usual. And then I think we having looked at pre flop, then obviously post flop is where the big bets come in and where the big decisions come in. And I think then it's a question of once again dealing in tangible things. If somebody has raised, are they always continuation betting, or are they being selective? If if, if peop- does anyone ever donk bet and lead out having been been raised?
1: Are people check raising? Those sorts yeah. of things. Also, after if someone is continuation, do his continuation betting is it, is it still barreling or not? Because if someone is barreling, maybe okay, is what have got something is what to call? Because you know that is no, if it doesn't have a good end, probably it's no barreling. Then all this betting pattern uh, stuff is very important. Yeah. Do they uh, when they continuation
0: bet? Do they always do the same proportion of the pot, like a third or two thirds, yeah. or do they vary it? When they reach for turn, are that how big are they? Are
1: they ever over betting the pot? Are they aggressive or not? Or yeah. What kind of players? Then you 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 really decide. Okay, you you are going to see if someone is in it. If someone is a loose player, is a maniac, aggressive. You give a label. To the players very quickly and then uh, you can move on and see with more details the first step is really to have a, the basic uh, idea of what kind of players then after you see what kind of betting how can i take advantage of this playing because he's a loose player but maybe it's very hard to take advantage because he's a loose player but very clever he just knows how when to fold because he's beaten he read very well the other players, he can, uh, so he's a clever player uh, or not. Maybe he's a very loose player, but tricky. Then, uh, but
0: all these things, we're not, we're not talking about any kind of tells or behavioral yeah. things. We're talking about facts. Yeah. This is what people are doing at the table. And if you can think about it in a structured way, which I must admit, I sometimes, I, I don't do. I, I can see the merits of particularly sitting down with people you don't know. I think you're starting out with zero knowledge other than what you can see when you sit down. And other than the fact that, let's face it, you're in Las Vegas, you know, it's a holiday you know city, there's going to be people there who are there to have fun and there's going to be probably some local people who are there hoping to make a few bucks out of you. That's all you know when you sit down. But within, as you say, a couple of orbits of the table or you know 45 minutes of sitting there you should know and yeah. if you don't know then you're not paying attention yeah. you should know what people are who who's yeah. there who's playing who's the good players who's somebody tight who's very loose and also then you start to say well when they do this i think it means that
1: people are, are, creatures are of talking about little tales of no. language yeah basic stuff how does it he play? Is is good play in general? Is not. It's a fish. He plays better you have to be careful. Try to play so you can decide. Try to play Good hands with this guy because he's strong guy. Try to play as many hands as you can with this guy because it's a it's a very bad uh, maybe folding too much and then you can play any hands and his continuation bet is going to fold. You have to you can establish a kind of strategy to extract a little money from weak uh, weak
0: players. I agree. I, well, one of the things you you obviously should look at when you sit down is how much money have people got in front of them you know if somebody's sitting there with eight hundred dollars in a one two game you've got to ask yourself how did they get that you know did they were they able to buy in if it's uncapped or have they won it are they looking supremely confident at the table having won all that off the other players and then there'll be some people who are down to their last fifty dollars and you've got to be thinking, well, OK, why aren't they rebuying? What are they going to, going to shove it in, uh, any opportunity? So I think just having a look round the table when you sit down, you can find out so much straight away. Yeah. yeah then yeah. I think if you're looking at how people are betting, are they doing anything out of their usual bets? If they only ever bet five and suddenly they stick in a bet of 25 on the flop, What does that mean?
1: You know, that's something unusual. But we were talking also about uh, how they dress, if they are, what is, all that. But I think you can be a little bit more specific in this. Like uh, what kind of dress is a suit, elegant suit with the... So probably he's been in, in in a conference, something like this. Yeah, to I mean, Vegas play. is a
0: big convention center. So there are lots of business men and women who come in and are there to work during the day and then have fun in the evening. That's why it's so popular, I think, as a convention place. So, yeah, if you see somebody who's come straight from the convention center in a suit and looking like they're from 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 out of town, you you you'll view them a different way to the the, the the little old guy who rocks up in fairly shabby clothes who with a library book under his you know and knows all the dealer all the dealers going, you know that he's a local and, and he he's there to spend his time and and maybe take a few bucks off for
1: tourists. Yeah, you can have a lot of clues how people. It's very important to understand why the, the, the guy is there. What is the reason? What is doing? Yeah. What? It's a holiday in Vegas and just coming around to see, but probably want to see the nights in Vegas, have fun. Or oh, is someone of the locals staying there all day, waiting for the right time to strike and the right people? Or oh, is this guy for work reason? Is there just have fun with the colleagues, going around, have a little bit a night out? W- why they are there? Are they living uh, in Vegas? Uh, they are at work and then coming the, the night playing, and then uh, you you don't know. So as semi professional, they are not. How they how they are dressed? They got a the tattoo. It means something. It means that they are more like uh, no loosey goosey or not. But I think the first impact is this: before Mm -hmm. also any round, yeah, what you see is, and then after you start observing uh, how they bet. The best thing is just okay. Who are they? What they doing? Mm -hmm. Only in a way they dress, they sit, they put their chips on the table. Are they tight with their chips or not? They are all spread all around or not? They give up. They give a lot of message, but also in normal life, if you see someone dressed in a way, it means something. You make Even an assumption. Yeah, yeah. You very quickly, you make an assumption.
0: The other thing you can do, which we just talked about, looking, but you can do more than that. It's something which is harder to do online, although you can interact with other people, but you can talk to them hi, where are you from? You know, are you, do you live here? or? You know, and, and people will tell you, you know, because basically, you know, if you ask people, they're not going to make something up. They're yeah. going to tell you, yeah, I'm living here. Used to be a time whenever I sat down in Vegas and talked to my neighbor, they were in real estate because Vegas was a booming property market and everybody seemed to be in real estate. So, yeah, and I don't mind telling people, I'm we're over here, there's a group of us, from, yeah. from Britain coming over here we're going to have some fun what I'm not going to yeah. make out that we're yeah. coming here just to play poker but yeah. you know we wanted to try our hand at all the games and poker's one of them And so and we, then, we, we, I think that's good because it makes us look quite
1: sort of yeah, general you're you, you telling your story yeah, a actually, genuine story yeah. I, I
0: will probably say yeah I want to play a few tournaments because I want to try and get lucky in a tournament and things like that I, I'm, I, I'm not so i'm not going to go there with a, a, a baseball cap with the smallest poker game in yeah, town on top. To be. and we do a podcast yes. you know i mean uh it may be at the end of the week we can tell people that and we can you know people we because you'll see the same people yeah. that's one of the things you'll, you will see the same people and and most people i've met out there are really nice to sit down and play with you get a few obnoxious types but that's 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 life. Anyway, <laughs> we can interview someone as well, maybe. 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 Yeah. we be. Yeah, we can, We might have some more material for it. But I think, I think there's so much. I mean, people, go, a lot of people think, oh, they because they've seen it in the movies that tells uh, are so important in poker, and that's how you can tell if somebody's bluffing and so on. But that ignores all the raft of things we've talked about today which I'm as we're talking I'm thinking about things we ought to be doing and uh, things that you ought to be but and you're dealing with facts. Yeah,
1: and this this knowledge is coming after one two rounds of the game. Yeah. You have to know each player is a tight, is a neat. Is it's very it's very important. And then after you can go with more details with the body language, with the way they speak, the way they when they bet, how they move the hands. All these things are coming later. But if you don't know really what kind of player is that, there is no point to see. Now he's bluffing. Well, yeah, but if he's a tight player if he's betting probably he's not bluff no matter no matter what body language there's no point trying to see the body language he's tight player he's not aggressive it's not aggressive he's not bluffing no matter what the body language is going to say to you then
0: yeah I think the, the other thing it's just struck me as we're talking about this is that on the one hand you do want to do all these things and observe and talk to people and watch what people do but you will be involved in some hands yourself And you might have to, obviously, those decisions are very important that you make with that hand. And almost the work you've done in observing people sort of sits there in the background and informs your decision making when you actually have a hand to play. But the most important thing is how you then play those cards and how you play that hand, because it might be that you'll be put to the test for all your chips. And, you know, then you've got to know whether you're making the right decision.
1: Okay, I think that's all.
0: So in our next episode on this, we're going to look at, once you've watched everybody and got all the facts on them as much as you can, how do you go from there to finesse it and to learn more about Why you do that? Why you want to go to finesse as well? Yeah. I'll explain all this.
1: Okay.